There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Previously on Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Penny, do your parents know where you are? It's one o'clock in the morning, and it's a school night. Um, yeah, my mom left us, and my dad doesn't care. Great, Zeke, your friend seems nice. So you think we got a werewolf situation on our hands? Not a werewolf, a whole spectrum of were-animal. That's bad. And then the, uh, curing them? You know that old expression, hair the dog? Yeah. You're gonna need one of those. So you get a, a, a hair or a piece from the animal that bit them, get them to ingest it or get it into them in some way, and now you, you know, you're cured. That's... Mm, that's too much goes. work. So Zeke, you run into this cell. We're at hot on your heels. Mm-hmm. You see an, an adolescent Nile crocodile in a cage. Any of his tail sticking out of the cage? Sure. Great. I'm going to chop off the tip of his tail, stick it in my shoe. The were-rat looms before you in the doorway to the cell. A Vesper! You know what eats rats? Crocodile! And I stick my hand in the cage. The crocodile bites you on your hand. (coughs) Now we cut to behind you, and the back of the coat rips, and we see your spinal column stretching through your flesh as your human skin is replaced with reptile scales outside of your control, without your control, you feel yourself attacking the were-rat. Fuck yeah. And then the entire ceiling caves down and buries all of you. Zeke! Angela? Penny White. Mm-hmm. The ceiling of the crypt collapses onto you. You have just a moment to register the stones hurtling towards your ever-open, ever-aware eyeballs before being subsumed in darkness. And then what feels like an instant later, you wake up. You are above ground, and you are in... The forest. At first you think that you're in the anodyne pines, but it it only takes a moment before you realize that there's something different about this forest. You can't quite put your finger on it. The trees seem more sinister. The trunks seem narrower. You don't really see any branches anywhere close to your line of sight. 
and the titular obelisk that emerges from the center of Lake Obelisk, the big lake in the middle of the Anodyne Pines, is visible to you, even through all of the trees. And there seems to be a faint ethereal black glow emanating from this obsidian monolith. And you feel something else, in addition to the strangeness and the the unreality of your current setting. You feel like you're not alone. You feel like you're being watched. Penny is going to look around very suspiciously and then walk towards Lake Obelisk. Okay. As you move towards the lake, the black glow from the monolith takes up more and more of your field of vision, and you feel the trees on the periphery of your vision start to sort of like blur out. And as you're approaching the obelisk, you get a sense that's akin to deja vu. You feel similarly to how you did when you were training with flow and were practicing astral projection. And you infer that wherever this is, wherever you are, it's somewhere on the astral plane. So, Penny is very aware that she's not alone, so she doesn't want to speak out loud, so she's going to try and communicate via brain. So she wants to, she puts her fingers to her temples, and all she can focus on is, like, darkness. It's kind of unspecific, Um, and she just says... Who are you? Penny, you you reach out with your mind into this darkness and you put forth that question. And for a few moments, there's just silence. And then you hear distant and faint, but unmistakable, your mother's voice responding to you. Penny? Penny, what are you doing here? Mom? Is that you? Penny, you can't be here. It's not safe right now. I don't know where I am. Penny, you have to go. The longer you stay here... Shh. Penny, it's awake. What's awake? You have to go now. And then you hear a snap. And you feel the earth underneath your back and you feel the wind on your face and you smell the scent of pine and your awareness rushes back to you. You feel yourself re-entering yourself and you see the familiar and mundane anodyne pines surrounding you once more. So I'm above ground though. Mm -hmm. And you feel clutched in your hand, another hand. Can I, can I look and see whose hand that is? Yeah, it's a hex disembodied arm. Ah! It's just holding the hands with you. <laughs> Penny, as, you, uh, as your awareness more completely returns to you, you hear the familiar sound of phantasmagoric Florence using her healing touch. And you see a small 
frame illuminated by Studebaker headlights leaning over and laying hands on Angela Atticus Jr., uh, who is also laying on the ground. And you see the arc of light between Flo's hands as she reaches down and heals Angela. And then Angela, you wake up. I think Penny's going to run over and throw her arms around Angela's neck, still holding on to to Heg's hand. So like maybe that flaps around and maybe smacks you in the face a little bit. (laughs) But she's very excited that Angela's okay. Angela's like slowly opening up her eyes and she just, they're not fully open and she's feeling Penny or someone around her and just like, am I dead? Not this time, but, uh, you know, I don't, like, I wish I could tell you why not. <laughs> what happened? Last uh, thing I remember was rocks falling from the ceiling. Angela, you, as soon as you say that, you hear the sounds of cages being rattled and some angry, like, hissing animal noises. And you see that the badger, the crocodile, and the sugar glider, and the rabbit are all in their cages and above ground with all of you as well. You also see the rest of Heck gently, uh, still unconscious, laid out on the ground near you. Penny's going to run over and um, lay his arm down where it should go if it were attached to his body and just bend over and um, kind of tap him on the face a little bit and try to shake him. Heck! Heck, wake up! Heck doesn't respond. Flo, what's wrong? Can you help him? Uh, that seems more like maybe like a technological engineering kind of a problem. My domain is more like the, uh, you know, spirits and the spirit world and people with spirits in them. I can't, I, no. Did you? <laughs> but our science friend is a crocodile. A crocodile. Is a what? He's that a- crocodile. There's no crocodile. That's a little one in the cage. There's a little one. Oh, Zeke's not gone. here. A little That's one his mi- son. A, a little crocodile missing the tip of his tail oh, in the just cage. Oh, the babies are up with us. Correct. Freaking baby. Your friend's a crocodile? Zeke voluntarily turned himself into a crocodile. A where crocodile? A where mm-hmm. crocodile? Where crocodile is he? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a, That was inappropriate. <laughs> this is inappropriate. I'm just, I, I'm, my adrenaline is flowing. I'm nervous. Flowing. Uh, Your adrenaline's flowing yeah see we can all make jokes right now uh it helps you cope um what the fuck happened i was astral projected down there there was crazy monsters fighting each other underground it seemed and how did you all get out and then pass out what i i don't i you didn't drag us out here? I just pulled up in the Studebaker and y'all were all laying on the ground like it was a freaking forest slumber party. And uh, Angela, you look at the spot in the ground where just a few days ago you had discovered this staircase leading down into the earth and it has completely collapsed and is utterly filled in. This makes no sense at all. We were, I mean, the last thing I remember was Zeke was a crocodile and fighting with Vesper. Vesper escaped, but then the ceiling just collapsed on us. There's no way that we got out. Does that mean that Zeke is still down there? I don't know. Listen, uh, unless you have 10 shovels and crocodile repellent, uh, I think maybe this is a conversation better had at my house. Because if those things are still out there, 
it is still nighttime, which means they're still big monsters, and they could still eat, uh, like, guts and flesh. Have you seen Saber? No. Listen, sweetie, Saber's... She was already dead. I'm sure she's, you know, she's... I'm sure she's not more dead than she was. I don't know how this works. Well, uh, you die, and then sometimes you become a ghost, and then sometimes... A uh, kooky old lady puts ectoplasm on you so you can hang out with your friends. But, you know, unless she, like, uh, ascended and went into the light, you know, or got captured by, like... Ghost hunter? Like a ghost hunter. I don't know. But did you see a ghost hunter? No. L- listen, it's probably fine. We'll do a seance back at my place. We'll get her back. It's no big deal. And heck? Yeah, what about heck? Again, not the not the technology one here. I'm the spooky one. Okay, well, can you at least help me pick him up and put him into the car? Yeah, let's throw him in the trunk. Okay. That's okay, but I'll keep the arm with me. Penny, we should probably take those creatures. Flo, do you have somewhere we can keep them? Uh, here seems good to me. It's right here in the woods, not in my car or near my house. I'll take them to my house. Okay. My parents will never notice. Okay. Got to use them as leverage or something. I guess we're all sitting in the front seat. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of car does Flo have? A Studebaker. What is that? It's a big... um, Like hatchback station wagon. Yeah. So you all head out in the Studebaker Mm -hmm. back to Flo's. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the course of that short drive, the air around the car starts to lighten. And along with it, the animals in the back of the Studebaker... Um, start to noticeably calm down and y'all realize that dawn has broken and the sun is beginning to rise okay so the critters in the back kind of seem calmer now that it's getting light out that's a good sign right yeah so zeke's got to be turning back into a human i guess so i guess it's a matter of where where Crocodile. Yeah. (laughs) Cut to a field on the outskirts of the anodyne pines. Dawn. Zeke, the warmth of the rising sun on your face lulls you gently awake. You feel the coziness of the warmth around you like you're wrapped up in like 10 different down comforters. You feel uh, a little sore. And tired, but so, so warm. So, so cozy. And you go to pull that blanket a little tighter around yourself. But when you grasp it, it's wet and squishy in your hands. And you open your eyes to examine your surroundings. And you find that you are shirtless, soaked in blood, mostly inside the body of a dead steer. Huh. Uh, okay. One sec. Get my bearings. Last night, Tim, crypt, betrayal. I was a Werodial last night. Right. Okay. Um, where am I? And then Zeke, uh, like a light bulb goes off and he scrambles to check his shoe for the, for the crocodile tail. Yeah, you find the, the tattered remnants of your shoes, which your crocodile feet had burst out of. <laughs> your shoes are full of three things. Your human feet, lots of cow blood, 
and a little piece of crocodile tail. Okay, so Zeke grabs the crocodile tail and he says, Whew, okay. Flo said I had to ingest it. I don't know if she got to make it like a potion first or something. I'll hedge my bets. And Zeke uh, bites the tail in half like a piece of jerky and starts just eating like the very tip of the tail. Ew. And he says, uh, mm. oh, oh, it's like overcooked calamari. It's like a rubber band. Oh, Ugh. okay. Why do I feel like that's sitting in my stomach on top of also a lot of raw steer meat? With the mention of the raw steer meat, you hear a voice shouting in the distance. Uh, hey, what, what, what'd you do to all my dang cows? All your cows? You look around and you are surrounded by roughly half a dozen dead, mutilated, partially consumed cows. Okay, I would and like... And there is a angry farmer rapidly approaching you. Uh, okay, I would like to use my truthiness move. Okay. Uh, I So whatever I say, this farmer is going to believe that I believe it. And it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to buy it, but he's going to believe that I am telling that I think I'm telling the truth. Do you roll for this? Yeah, do you? No. Oh, really? No, no. It's just a general rule. Yeah. So it's because the specifics are like, if you say something really out there, they might think you're crazy, but they'll believe that you believe it, whatever it is. Um, so I say to the farmer, oh, hello. Good morning. Uh, I'm also really confused. And uh, don't know what happened here. Listen, last night I was out on the, in the woods having a, a, a nice camping night with my friends. And we got attacked by something. I don't know what it was. It was real big. I thought it was maybe a bear, but it didn't make noises like a bear. And it didn't really look like a bear. Uh, and it definitely killed one of my friends. Uh, and another one is maybe gone. And then it scooped me up like a little baby. And it carried me. And I passed out in fear, and I woke up inside your cow this morning, and I don't know what happened in between. Well, thank God you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Are you hurt? Um, Zeke just kind of like pats himself. I don't think so. I think, I think most of this blood is your cows. I'm very sorry. Oh, Bonnabelle, dang it. Oh, um, I'm really sorry. Oh, she was just a week away from retirement. What is... Oh, well, uh... That's what we call it when we, you know... Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, oh, that meat's wasted now. Okay, I don't feel as bad for you now. I do feel bad for the cow, though. I mean, we, we got a, some sort of bear creature on the loose now, too? I'm... Uh, um, why don't I give you... I'm still wearing my pants, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh... <laughs> I'm going to reach into my back pocket and take out what I presume is just a blood-drenched uh, homemade business card <laughs> that Zeke keeps on his person at all times. It is, uh, it's just a sheet of notebook paper, like, roughly cut into the dimensions of a business card, and then laminate. Yeah, it's laminated. It's still going to be covered in blood. But you can... And the blood definitely got through it, because I was going to say, it's laminated with a, just a bunch of scotch tape, mm-hmm. um, you know, just taped all over it. But, uh, and it says, uh, Zeke Lynn, uh, and in very small handwriting in parentheses, it says, son of the world's foremost cryptozoologist, <laughs> and it has Zeke's cell phone number. Um, sir, listen, uh, this is 
sort of my family's area of expertise. Uh, I happened upon this whole incident by random chance, but um, I'm going to give you my card with my number. Your name is? Joe. Joe. January. Joe January. Joe January. It's um, it's nice to meet you. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances. Listen, um, obviously, you know, this is personal for me as much as it is personal for you. Now I'm going to find out whatever it is that did this and, and I will get you the retribution that you deserve, Mr. January. I mean, I'm probably just going to make an insurance claim, to be honest with you, but I appreciate your gumption. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Listen, you keep that nasty piece of trash. <laughs> I do not want that. Okay. This is a small town. I, if I have an insurance adjuster who needs to call you to follow up on some details, I think that I can probably get your number out of a phone book. Uh-huh. Oh, the phone line at my house is disconnected right now because someone blew a giant hole in the side of it. So I should give you my cell phone number. Was it the bear? No, it was, no this was different. It was one of my dad's friends? Rivals? It's unclear. <laughs> Son... <laughs> Said too much. The life Always. of the son of a the life of the Always. son of a cryptozoologist is a wild one. Yeah, you sound like you got a lot on your plate, bud. Uh, I would offer you a ride, but you are covered in gore, and I do not want to. Can I take a shower? Just come on back to the farmhouse, and I'll spray you off. Uh, I don't want you tracking this shit into my house. It's gonna make the dogs go fucking crazy. I guess I have to take you. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's go. All right. Now I got to warn you. You expect water from a hose to be really cold? Yeah. And you will be correct. Okay. <laughs> Cut to the forest home of Florence Beauregard. So, um I think Angela has the TV on at Flows and like the news on and then is starting to make breakfast but like Mixing some batter for some waffles or pancakes. Pancakes. Let's do pancakes. Pancakes. What? She's making some like chocolate chip pancakes and she's stirring with one hand and looking at photos of Saber on the other, like on her phone. And she's text Saber like nine times. Like a bunch. Trying to get a hold of her. Okay. Penny, what are you doing? Um, Penny is in the living room with Flo. Um, she has laid Heck's body on the couch and, like, made sure all the pieces are facing the right direction and then, like, tucked him in with a little blankie. Um, and now she wants to find out how they can locate Zeke. Flo, should we, like, astro project to him? Or is there a way to, like, track where he is? How do we find Zeke? Well, if he hasn't gone too far, then we should be able to use him as, like, a uh, beacon to astro project to, just like I did, you know, when we were down in the crypt. Okay. Do you think I could try? I think that you can do. Okay. I mean, you've been practicing. Like, uh, yeah, give it a shot. Okay. Do y'all need me to do anything? I need you to pay attention to those eggs. They're <laughs> sticking to my pan. Bad flow. Freaking Teflon scraped off of that thing like 37 years ago. <laughs> those words mean nothing it's just to raw me. aluminum at this point. Doing the best I can. Okay, Penny is going to close her eyes. Picture Zeke's Cute as a button, little face, as clear as she possibly can. Not going to find him like that. (laughs) (laughs) And see where she goes. Okay. Penny has her fingers to her temples. She's kind of like looking up towards the ceiling. She is imagining Zeke's face, Zeke's laugh, Zeke's loud voice. 
Flo interrupts you. She says, wait, hold on. We got to, there's, um, so typically when people do this, we close our eyes because it's helpful to like be able to like cast yourself into the place or near the person where you're trying to project. Uh, I know that, I don't know the closing your eyes thing for you is you, uh, you can't, mm-hmm. but I don't, I got something for that. Okay. And Flo like runs out of the room real quick and rummages around in one of her many piles of cool stuff. And she returns with a gorgeous velvety indigo sash. And she kind of holds it out for you. And you see that stitched into it are two like sort of simple closed eyes, like that half moon with like the little eyelashes sticking out of it Mm -hmm. and gold thread. Flo, it's so cool. Fancy. Thank you. I used to use it for my insomnia, but now I just use weed cookies. <laughs> Damn, Flo, you smoke weed? No, I eat them in cookies. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Didn't get to be my age smoking things. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Angela, I, I can. I literally, I can smell the eggs <laughs> burning in the pan. I don't. Did you when you put a new batch of eggs in? Did you scrape? Off of the bottom, the old ones? I've literally never cooked eggs before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even eat them. Why are you making them? I was making them for you all. Okay, well, wash the pan, please. I think it smells really good, Angela. Thank you, Penny. I don't have a smoke detect in this place. This cabin is not up to code, if you get my drift. (laughs) Trying to go wash the pan or whatever. Anyway, Penny, sweetheart, just, I think, maybe tie this thing around your little peepas there, and that'll make this a lot easier. Your little peepas? <laughs> no! <laughs> no peepas! Okay, let's give it a go. So Penny puts the mask, or the sash, across her face and ties it behind her head as tightly as she can, and puts her fingers to her temples again, and tries to picture Zeke's face, voice... Um, as clearly as she can. With that sash, um, it makes this process a lot easier than it has been for you when you've tried it in the past. And in the darkness, you picture Zeke's mind and you picture Zeke's voice. And you hear Zeke saying, Ah! Okay, all right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I told you it was going to be cold. I know, I, you got the blood. I think I'm good, thank you. Thank you, Mr. January. Can I borrow a shirt? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to have to get that business card from you now. Take my dang shirt. Some pants and, <laughs> some pants and shoes would, would be nice, too. All right, I'm going to send you an invoice. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah, Penny, you hear all of this, and then you see Zeke shirtless in tattered pants, pink colored now at this point, soaking wet, having a conversation with some goofy farmer man <laughs> outside of a farmhouse. <laughs> Zeke just starts looking up. What? What? You see very, very faint, lightly blue, gently glowing, the form of Penny White. (gasps) Penny, did you die last night? Oh my God, did I kill you? Did I eat you? Are you inside me right now? Oh no. Zeke, Zeke, shut up for like one second of your life. Shut up. Okay. Where are you? Is everything okay? Yeah, I have a earpiece in. I'm talking to my dad. Zeke, I don't know how long I can do this. Where are you? I'm at some farmer's house. I don't know. He's bringing me a change of clothes. I woke up inside a cow. I ate half the crocodile tail. What? 
Flo said I was supposed to. Flo said cure werewolfism. Eat part of the thing that bit you. I ate part of the thing that bit me. You ate a crocodile. I ate. I cut off crocodile tail. I ate part of his tail. Are you guys at Flo's? Should I come to Flo's? If you can get here, yeah, that'd okay. be great. Yeah, I'm gonna ask this farmer for a ride. See you soon, Zeke. Okay. Thank you. Flo's. Okay. You. This. This is really cool. How did you learn to do this? Hmm. It's really cool, Penny. You're very cool. Thank you. And then Zeke Penny is gone. Oh, okay. Bye, Dad. No. Beep. Penny, your connection with Zeke is lost. And for a moment, you find yourself again in the darkness of the recesses of your own mind. And you hear very, very, very faintly, Penny? Yeah? And then it's gone. Hmm. Penny, did you do it? I did something, yeah. Did you uh, see Zeke? Yeah, he was pink and half clothed and getting sprayed down by a farmer. Wait, I want to be clear. <laughs> Wait, oh, I want to be clear. I think my pants were pink. I yeah. wasn't pink. I thought because you were covered in blood, like your skin was kind of tinted pink. No, I think the pants. No. Oh, you were saying I was pink. Yes. Okay, great. Wow, great. I got it right. He was pink. Yeah, it looked like someone, something died. I don't know. I think Zeke killed something. He's fine. Is he still a crocodile? No. Okay, that's that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he said he's going to come here. I don't know how, but I lost connection. Okay, well, this is good. This is all very good. And Penny, good job. <laughs> you asked her projected. Thanks, hey, Angela. She did it. Yay! Uh, Penny, I have a reward for you. Is it's... it a tofu dog? No, it's these burnt eggs. <laughs> Angela <laughs> comes over, and so she made um, pancakes, too. So it's pancakes, and then there's chocolate chip for her eyes and for a smiley face. And then the eggs are in little nests kind of on top, so it's little meatball buns. <laughs> okay, I think, wait, are we hearing what she was going for, I think? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it. at first we see it from Angela's perspective of what it was supposed to look like the, in her mind. The Pinterest post that she copied for this. Uh-huh. Wait, quick, Chillhaven version of Pinterest. I don't even know what the word Pinterest means. Like, is you, pin it a your, word? you pin your interests. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Post your uh, hobbies. So, pobbies. 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 So, the perfect image of the breakfast then, like, just sort of wipes away. And we see a plate full of just, like, black flecks and, <laughs> like, water. <and> just... <laughs> Like half-melted chocolate chips and just a lot of, like, brown and splotches. So Angela didn't make one for herself because she wouldn't eat that. (laughs) But she made one for Penny and she made one for Flo. And I think she just made one for Zeke and Heck, even though Heck is... Um, Penny is going to take a bite of the delicious food that Angela prepared for her. Uh, Penny, do you want mine? Oh, that's okay. I've literally never heard Penny turn down food. Angela, what's that? What? And Flo dumps hers in the garbage. <laughs> Angela turns back around. Mmm. You ate all of it? I loved it. <laughs> wow. Uh, the sugar in the eggs was a nice touch. Yeah. I saw that on the on the internet, you know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like really upset after last night and you know, not being able to find Saber. And so, you know, cooking has been a really nice outlet for me. It's my first time, you know? Well, listen. I loved it. I'm glad we, I think that uh, 
with a little more practice, we'll have you making f- food. <laughs> um, Penny's going to pull Flo to the side and say, um, Flo, um, I think something weird's happening to me. I don't know what it is, but before I woke up uh, in the forest, I was somewhere that I didn't know where I was, um, and it, everything was dark and spooky, and then I heard a voice that sounded like someone who definitely could not have been there, I don't think, and I thought maybe I just like almost died, and then I woke up, which, that's scary. But then, when I was astro-playing to Zeke, I think it happened again. Does that happen to you sometimes? Penny? Mm-hmm. I need you to think very carefully. Whose voice was it that you heard? I mean, I thought it was my mom's, but there's no way. Why is there no way? I mean, she's been gone for, I don't know, like almost 10 years now. Like, why would gone she be like, in my head? Like, gone, like, into the sky... I don't gone, know. Or what do you mean into the sky? You know, like a like euf- Moody's like euphemistic hot air balloon. Like an astronaut. Like, like euphemistically, like oh, he's gone to his great reward. You know, the great Fine reward. The the Dead. Great. If people say that when people die, no you're not here. That. Why am I talking <laughs> to you? So much. You're literally almost here. <laughs> no, she left us almost 10 years ago. I don't know where she went. I don't know where she's been. I don't know if she's alive or dead. I don't know, but I know that she shouldn't be in my head, so that can't be her because that doesn't make sense. So am I talking to myself, Flo? What did she say to you? Um, well, the first time she said, uh, Penny, you got to get out of here. Uh, Penny, it's not safe. Uh, it is awake, I think. Um, it is awake? Mm-hmm. That's ominous. Yeah. And then just now, she just said my name. So she knows my name. I don't know. Yeah, that's troubling, Penny. Let's uh, let's maybe take a break from astral projecting for a little bit until we get to the bottom of this. What? But I just figured out how to do it well. I know, and you did a really good job, but uh, when you're hearing your mother's voice and you're going to weird places and there's unseen threats, that's malign spirit stuff. That's like dark side stuff. We got to be really careful about that. You know, the stuff that we do, physical mediumship, spiritualism, like, it's nice to be able to like, oh, my friend's dead, but now she's a ghost and she's my girlfriend or whatever. And it's nice to be like astral projecting and using telepathy. But like, there's very, very, very dark, powerful things out there, Penny, that every time we do what we do, we set a foot a little bit into their world. And when you do that without care or for the wrong reasons or too frequently or whatever you run more and more of a risk of them noticing you and we do not want to be noticed by these things penny do you understand what i'm saying i guess so this has happened to you uh i mean i'm old a lot of stuff has happened to me but yes i have made contact with malign spirits and i have seen what the consequences of that can be Okay, but you turned out fine, right? Uh, yeah, I'm an old woman living alone in the woods with a salt ring around my house. I'm doing great. Listen, Penny, I, I, I survived as long as I have for one reason and one reason only. And that is because I keep my ass out 
of dangerous situations. When shit gets wild, I stay the fuck away from it. We cannot play around with this stuff. So just, just for now, let's let's put a put a stop to the astral projecting until we like look into this a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Terrific. As that conversation is wrapping up, y'all are interrupted by Angela. You said you had the TV on watching the news. Mm-hmm. Once again, the TV weirdly all of a sudden just gets a little louder and you all are startled into paying attention to it. They just mix the news really, really loud. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Chill Morning Good News Haven. Morning, I'm Hazard Manningly. <laughs> the string of unexplained animal attacks in Chillhaven continues. Early this morning, the bodies of several campers were discovered mutilated inside the anodyne pines. The scene is a grisly one, but authorities and investigators from the Indigo Corporation are already on scene, and they seem confident that they can get to the bottom of this tragic situation. Of course they do. And now, Dave with the weather. Thanks, Hazard. It's going to be another beautiful sunny day here in Chillhaven. And now Angela's, weather should continue to the rest of the Angela's year. turning down the... The big zoo <laughs> opening. Yep, turning this down. Weekend, the sun will be shining on the ribbon cutting ceremony. Turning it down. Turning, muting it. Muting it. Muting it. <laughs> <laughs> breaking the TV. Yeah. Break, ripping the TV out from the wall. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Zeke maybe just ate some people last night? No, I'm sure Zeke didn't do that. I mean, looked like maybe some cows, but not people. With the mention of Zeke's name, y'all hear gravel crunching under car tires outside of Flo's house. And you hear a car door slam. And you hear a voice saying, um, all right, now, well, I got your number. And uh, as soon as that insurance adjuster hits me up, I'm going to be hitting you up to get my dang clothes back. And, you know. We're probably going to need a statement or something from you. Yeah, I will talk to you later. Thank you very much for everything, Mr. January. I really appreciate it. I'm, I apologize again about your cows. I don't know what happened, but I will seek vengeance. Okay, well, if you like barbecue, then uh, come on over tonight because I got a lot of loose cow meat to cook up. Ooh, uh, mm, well, mm. <laughs> uh, Zeke, I'll think you- about it. You have never been less hungry in your entire yeah. life. <laughs> and you actually look down and your belly is like distended. It's still so full. Ooh, uh, I'll think about it. Um, if I've pooped by then, maybe. <laughs> okay, t- uh, terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke opens the door to the cabin and says, Oh my God, thank God you're all alive. Oh. Woo! That was a night, huh? We just watched the news. Did you kill some people i don't hmm i killed like 200 cows it seems like so i killed like a whole field of cows what so i don't think so i don't think i had time for any people but i i don't really remember a ton i was already barely hanging on like while we were in the crypt once crypt fell on me i don't i don't remember a goddamn thing until i woke up inside a cow do you remember how you got out how I got out of the cow? A no. farmer found me. The crypt? What? The crypt, if you take a breath. The crypt. I don't. I mean, there was a back entrance to the crypt that I guess Crocodile Me might have known about because I knew about it. But uh, 
No, I don't. Again, like ceiling fall, I go blank. Yeah, I don't remember anything either. Mm-mm. That's we, weird. We were not crocodile sized. No. And we well, woke up on top. There's something we're missing here. There's a missing piece. Heck. Heck. No, I Z, yeah. can you fix him? G- what? He's unconscious. Oh, oh yeah, we need the uh, we need technological we we need uh we need te- <laughs> we need tech we need, te- we need tech. tech support. Tech support. Uh, literal f- right? f- technology support. Yeah. Okay. I know about technology. Yeah, good job. Ask um, me something. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite computer? Um the brown ones. The brown ones. I like the brown ones with the wheels. And like the keyboard, oh, oh, the wow. Wheels. The wheels? wheels? <laughs> and all of the tape. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't oh. ask me a question and then yell at me for my answer. <laughs> Flo, Flo, wait, before I fix heck. Flo, I have a question. Uh-huh. I Is was it a- about a computer and then you're going to yell at me for what I say? No, I'll teach you about computers if you want. But no. No. Uh, Flo- <laughs> Flo- uh, so I, I, I don't know if Angela and Penny told you, but I, I turned myself into a wero dial. Yeah, they did night. tell me that was a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Listen, I, I, it, it was. I concede it was a stupid thing to do. But in this stupid, foolish, in this stupid reckless. act, Flo, in this stupid act, I had more f- foresight than I usually do. And Zeke reaches into, uh, what kind of clothes did the did Farmer January give me? What am I wearing? Uh, Joe January gave you clothes that could be purchased at a tractor supply company. Okay. I don't know. I don't care. You tell me. Great. I'm wearing a red flannel tucked into uh, boot cut jeans. Um, He did not give me the cowboy boots to go with him because he don't trust me with them, I don't think. Uh, So he gave me his New Balance sneakers. Um, Yeah, I think Zeke... Like half untucked the flannel just because like it came untucked and Zeke hadn't bothered to tuck it back in. And of course, the sleeves are rolled as high as he can get them. Zeke hasn't seen this, but y'all can see it as soon as he turns around. There's also ornate crucifixes bedazzled onto the butt pockets of the blue jeans. (laughs) Zeke, what's up with your pants? And uh, your butt is shiny. Ooh, bedazzling. And uh, Zeke reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out the other half of the crocodile tail. And he says, I cut this off the croc before I let it bite me. You said that to cure uh, blankanthropism, you got to eat some of the thing that bit you. I ate part of this tail. I saved the other half because I don't know. Is there like a chant I got to do or like do we got to like muddle it with some herbs or something or am I good? Well, I mean, personally, I'd rather, like, sew it back onto this guy. And she points out on the crocodile in the cage. Look, it's <gasps> my pet crocodile. Chompers McJr. <laughs> I named him Casper. <laughs> All the animals in the cages seem pretty calm right now uh, in the early morning daylight. They're just kind of vibing. The crocodile uh, is curled up and sad looking because his tail got cut. Yeah, it was fucked up. Oh, man. Well, I didn't think he was going to... Listen, I didn't know what he was. I thought he was a monster. Uh, I was just... Now what are you? Yeah, who's the real monster? Why am I, I'm Phil now. <laughs> um, so yeah, Zeke, you do see the, uh, the the sad crocodile as well as the badger, the sugar glider, and the rabbit. Zeke uh, like crouches down and gets like eye to eye with the little crocodile and he says, uh, I'm sorry about your tail, bud. Um, it licks its eyeball. <laughs> and I'm sorry for... Whoever did this to you? Well, you gonna... did it to him. It sounds no, like no. The where making him a wear critter. 
infecting him with whatever this was. He's just a little baby. They kidnapped him from a pet store and they put something in him that made him contag- made his genes contagious. And he didn't ask for any of that. None of these critters did. I'm glad those jeans you're wearing aren't contagious. Up top. Oh! Guys, this is serious. (laughs) We should have chopped this. Sorry, we already talked about this when you weren't here. We need to be able to joke about it. (laughs) Oh, okay. As long as I have permission. (laughs) (laughs) Penny is tugging on Zeke's sleeve. Yeah, what's up? Can you fix heck now? Yeah, as soon as Flo tells me that I'm not going to turn into a Wero dial at midnight again. You ate it? I ate it. You should be good. Okay. Angela, can you just wrap this tail chunk up in foil until I either, I don't know, need to eat some more in an emergency or we put it on back on Cap Chompers McJr. Ew, sure. Angela just takes it, wraps it up in foil, and throws it in Flo's freezer to help preserve it. Okay. Flo's freezer, I want to say, you open it and it's like mostly ice. I think there's like maybe six cubic inches of space in the middle that you can put it into. Other than that, it's all just frozen over in there. <laughs> there he is, is it? Uh, and Zeke says, uh, all right. And he cracks his knuckles. Flo, what kind of tools you got? Um, let's check the shed. Okay. And then, I don't know, whatever you need. Uh, <laughs> screwdriver, just the biggest wrench, and a blowtorch again. I think Zeke approaches the discombobulated body of Heck gently and where's his arm? It's next to him. It's just resting next to him. I put it where it was supposed to go. Is it active at all? I don't know. Do a science on it. Uh, Zeke <laughs> just like taps it with the big wrench. It slaps it away. Ah! <laughs> arm work, body don't. Arm work, body don't. Hmm. Y'all... Uh, listen, I know that I'm like Mr. Fix-It, and, uh, but, uh, X a little, uh, a little bit out of my league. I think I need to look at, like, what my dad was doing to him since he's been in charge of it, and I've never, ever made or looked at anything with it. He's got, like, hydraulics in here, and, like, there's all kinds of, I don't know what these tubes are for. Um. When will he be fixed? Look, if we can get him back to my house and I can get him into Dad's lab and I have a little wider array of tools there and I can look at Dad's notes, then I can get him up and running in a couple hours probably. But it's going to take me a little bit of time. I want to get our I want to do our boy right, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry, Penny. He's going to be okay. I brought him back once. I can do it again. like reflexes software and then he'd stop losing his limbs. I haven't lost any of my limbs yet. At least I don't think I have. They are numerous and difficult to count. But what's easy to count is the number of people who made the show. Here they are. Penny White was played by Gus Lawson. Angela Abacus Jr. was played by Megan Slesman. Zeke Lynn was played by James Chedlar, who also composed all the music and sound design. Everybody else was performed by Philip Slesman, who is also the Game Master. Our introduction was performed by the illustrious Ethan Waldron. 
Additional sound effects from zapsplat.com with additional audio from the full trial I make. See, that was only like two people. I got some shoppies in the kitchen. You want to draw on his face? <laughs> yeah. Penny just cuts her eyes at Angela and Flo. <laughs> Guys, guys, this is a serious occasion. Yes, give me the red one. <laughs> so Zeke and uh, Angela run over and start just sharpening Hex face. I think I'm going to just write. I think I'm going to draw something like cute, like a cute little smiley face and then do little devil horns, something totally not original. Zeke starts like he, he his goal was to give him like red around his lips like a big old clown. But I think he starts and just gives heck like a tasteful uh, a tasteful like lipstick job with the red Sharpie. And then is just like happy with his work and just leaves it how it is. Oh, heck would love that. Flo draws a big honking donger right on his forehead. No! <laughs>